Hey, Warrior Woman. So this training, nutrition, and health stuff has challenged you at your deepest level. And now you feel stuck. Maybe you've missed regular training for over a year due to an injury and you feel scared to start training again. Maybe you've tried so many programs, but they didn't work. So now you feel tired, overwhelmed, out of shape, and weak. I believe this stuff shouldn't feel so goddamn hard. I also believe that we should all feel strong and confident. So I pulled on all my knowledge and my experiences over the last decade and created Warrior School. In Warrior School, I help you swap confusion and overwhelm for a plan to get stronger and healthier. And who doesn't love a good plan? Inside Warrior School, I will teach you the key metabolic nutrition principles to give you energy and support your training. I teach you how to approach training to get stronger and get those results that you want. And I teach you how to regulate your cycle and use it as a tool to support your training. I invite you to become a part of Warrior School in three simple steps. Fill out the application form on my website, book a free discovery call where we talk about your training and your goals. Three, start training today to get stronger and healthier. Welcome to the Warrior School Podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe lifting weights, knowing our cycles and training with them is the future of women's training. I also believe this training, nutrition and health stuff shouldn't feel so goddamn hard and we should all feel strong and confident. So this is your go-to show for practical information to build a stronger and healthier body. You'll find content on training, nutrition, hormones, and tons of experts who want to help you get stronger and healthier. I am your teacher, Amy Bow, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. Warrior Woman, welcome back to the podcast. I'm on day seven of my cycle. Today's going to be a solo episode. We're going to talk about results. I often get asked, how long will it take to get X, Y, and Z? Uh, How long will it take to move from A to B, from being in pain to pain-free, from feeling weak to strong, uh, from you know, feeling scared to confident, how long will it take me to lose weight or see the change that I want to see in my body? And what is a reasonable time frame to see results? So in the episode today, we're going to talk about your success journey. Uh, and I want you to listen right to the end when I tell you how long it's actually going to take for you to get the results that you want. So you want to get stronger and healthier. Uh, You know, maybe you have an injury or you're in pain and you want to move from there to feeling uh, stronger, feeling more capable, not being in pain and not having the injury anymore. 
Uh, maybe you want to change your body composition and lose weight. So in warrior school, we have a roadmap for the journey. And that roadmap really helps us create a plan. It helps us see how do we get from A to B. Uh, And the big question that, you know, is asked is, and how long will that take? (laughs) I remember when I was a child and we would go on these long road trips and we would always, uh, my sisters and I would always ask, are we there yet? Are we there yet? How much longer? And this is a big part of my work is I often get asked, how long is it going to take? So today I want to talk through this roadmap that we go through in warrior school. And there are five key steps that we're going to talk about. And these five key steps help us create a plan. They allow us to see where we are now. And what we need to do to get where we want to go. Now, the first thing I'm going to say is that our A to B can be very different based on our red umbrella, the state of our system, uh, any medical conditions, trauma, uh, You know, like I've said before, my red umbrella is different to your red umbrella. Your red umbrella is different to your sister's red umbrella. Uh, And that's really key in this conversation is, yeah, we can have this roadmap and there is a bit of a formula to this stuff. You know, there is certain things that we need to do to move from A to B uh, in you know, an intelligent, uh, efficient, sustainable way. And the roadmap does look similar for all of us, but the length or the duration from A to B can look quite different uh, depending on the state of our red umbrella and what's going on there. Okay, so we're going to start with step one. Step one is getting clear and creating a plan. So we need to get really clear on A, where we are now. And we're going to do that by asking ourselves a few questions. So we've got seven questions that I want you to pull out your training journal uh, or a piece of paper or something that you can write these seven questions down. Okay, you ready? All right. Question one, what do results mean to me? Question two, what does strong and healthy feel and look like to me? Why do I want this and what will it allow me to do? What's the real challenge with this stuff? Question five, where do I feel I need support? Number six, in six to 12 months from now, what would you like to see happen? What does it look like? How does it feel? And the last question, question seven, 
If I say yes to moving from A to B, uh, from starting my roadmap, what do I have to say no to? Okay, so those questions are really important because they help us get really clear on where we are now, what is the real challenge for us and where we want to go. And once we know that, we can then create a plan. And the plan or the rest of the roadmap is made up of step two, three, four, and five, which we're going to talk through now. So step two, is my body healthy? So we need to understand the state of our body, of our metabolism. How well is my body functioning? Is my metabolism strong? Uh, Do I have a high stress tolerance? Now, this is really important because the metabolism, well, it's a really key part of this approach, this formula. We need to make sure that the metabolism is strong. And if it's not, we need to look at restoring it and building our stress tolerance before we continue on the journey uh, from A to B. So the metabolism is the process that your body uses to transform food to energy. So we eat food and then imagine this like bridge and then the food becomes energy and goes into our cells. Now, if this bridge is not working properly, if the metabolism is not working, we can't get the energy into our cells, which affects everything. Your metabolism uh, is responsible for everything that happens in your body. And when the body is pushed too hard for too long and we don't have the resources to manage that stress, it stresses the metabolism. And when the metabolism is stressed, it is really hard to get stronger and healthier. You know, we can uh, eat less and train hard, you know, at the start and it can really work for us. And I hear this a lot in my work. You know, women that have gone and done high intensity training or CrossFit, uh, maybe have started on keto or paleo and it's really worked for them at the start. You know, they see results, they feel great. But then over time, what they start to realize is that our amazing body and physiology is actually really complex and they start to see some red flags and, you know, these red flags we're going to talk about. Uh, We call them our metabolic markers and our metabolic markers tell us if the metabolism is working, if the system is healthy, uh, if we have high stress tolerance. So I think that's the hardest bit is that, you know, what works for us before may not work for us now. And we need to We need to get clear on, you know, what is the state of my system right now? So we do that by looking at some key signs or some markers. And those markers can be subjective and objective. So we have objective markers like um, temp and pulse. So our resting temp and our resting pulse should read uh, a certain number And that indicates that the metabolism is working. You know, it's uh, creating heat. uh, It's pushing the, the energy through the cells. 
So we're looking at a warm body, you know, a resting tempo of 36.6 that rises up to like 37 or 37.1 over the day. We're looking at a strong pulse, you know, a resting pulse of 70, 75 to 90 beats per minute. And then we're looking at more subjective measures. So our sleep, are we sleeping seven or eight hours a night? Can we stay asleep? Does our cycle arrive on time regularly and mostly without symptoms? Do we have good energy and a stable mood over the day? Is our tolerance and resilience to stress high? Are we hungry on waking and do we get hungry during the day? Do we have minimal food intolerances? Do we poo one to three times a day? Uh, Is my skin healthy and clear? Do I have a good sex drive? Can I maintain my body weight without restrictive diets or excessive training? So these are some key signs that we need to look at at the start. We need to know what the state of the body is like. Because if we're going to work towards results, whether that is uh, changing our body composition or losing some fat mass or training harder to get stronger, those things are stresses. So if we are already in a stress state and then we go um, on this journey, we're going to create more stress. So basically, we need to build the foundation. Uh, We need to build the foundation of the house. So if you don't have a strong metabolism, you know, say we go through these key markers and there's a lot of red flags there, uh, what do we do? Well, we need to start to restore it. We need to start to strengthen the metabolism. We need to rebuild that bridge so we have a higher stress tolerance. Now, how do we do that? Well, there are some key steps that we can start to look at uh, to help us build this stress tolerance. So the first is looking at our food and looking at, am I eating foods that support my metabolism, that are easily digested and absorbed, that support my hormones, my thyroid, uh, Because there are foods, there are foods that are really easily absorbed and digested by the body uh, and that support our thyroid and our hormones. And there are also foods that are really hard to digest and absorb and they don't actually support our thyroid as well. So it's looking at, okay, well, what what foods am I eating? Uh, And now my approach to nutrition, as most of you will know, uh, is very similar to the metabolic world. And eating metabolic foods because metabolic foods are easily digested and absorbed by the body. They support our thyroid uh, and they help us start to build this high stress tolerance. So we're eating metabolic foods and those are, you know, quality proteins, broths, seafood, shellfish, collagen, some muscle meats, um, liver, slow cooked meats, uh, some, some dairy Uh, We're eating easily digested carbohydrates, so roots and fruits, Uh, root veggies, honey, orange juice, some sourdough bread, uh, all types of fruit. And then we're having some healthy fats, so some saturated fats like butter or ghee, coconut oil, uh, a little bit of olive oil. Then we need to look at balancing 
each meal with those key macronutrients and eating every three or four hours. And that's where we start with the food stuff to start restoring our metabolism and supporting the system. We start by making sure we're eating enough uh, calories, which a lot of women don't eat actually enough food. Then we're looking at eating metabolic foods, balancing them in our meals and snacks over the day and eating frequently to support our blood sugar and our energy. Then we're also going to look at the type of training that we're doing, because if we're still trying to push hard, train five or six days a week, do high intensity training, uh, a lot of long endurance training, that's stressful. And if we have a low tolerance and resilience to stress and a stress metabolism, it's creating more problems. So we actually need to change the training. Uh, And we'll talk about how we approach the training in the next uh, step. So we've got understanding, you know, if our body is healthy, if the metabolism is functioning. So we're looking at the metabolism, we're looking at our key markers. uh, And if we see a lot of red flags, we then need to uh, look at how we approach our food. So How we approach our food is step three. So there is a way to approach our food that supports our metabolism and helps us increase that stress tolerance. And we just spoke about, you know, eating metabolic foods, eating enough frequency and balance. So step four, we look at how do we approach our training? Now, you know, there is is a process and a method Uh, that we need to follow to progress in our training. There are key standards and qualities that we need to meet in order to progress uh, intelligently, uh, sustainably, and to get really strong. So the first uh, piece in this step four is if I'm doing this type of training that is really not working for me and I can tell that it's not working for me because my body isn't healthy. Uh, those metabolic markers, I have a lot of red flags. So I need to stop doing what I'm doing. I need to stop training five, six, seven days a week doing this high intensity training. Uh, And that can be really hard. It can be hard to stop what you've been doing, but it's not working for you. So we need to look at how do we approach training in a way that's going to help us uh, support you know, this, this healing of the metabolism and also help us get from A to B, because I believe that we can train alongside our healing journey. I don't believe we fully need to heal the system before we even start to train. I believe that the body deserves to move uh, and it's just finding an approach to training that's really intelligent, that's smart, um, And that works for us. And we'll know that because we have to continually track our markers. So I guess the example I'm going to give you is, you know, if I want to learn a pull-up, there are steps that I need to take to get that pull-up. I can't just go and try and do a pull-up. Well, I could, but, you know, most females can't even get a single pull-up if they just keep trying to just do a pull-up without taking the steps. 
Uh, and this whole approach to getting results is very similar to working towards a pull-up. So if I want to pull up, I need to be able to hang on a bar. Hanging is the base of a pulling movement. Hanging develops wrist, elbow, and shoulder health. It develops my overhead range. It gets the tissues ready uh, for doing pulling work. If I can't hang, well, it's going to be really hard for me to even get a single pull up. And this is what stops a lot of women straight away is that they actually can't hang on a bar. So I need to learn how to hang. I need to build my hang time first, build that foundation. Then from there, I then need to learn how to articulate my shoulder and my shoulder uh, blades, so my scapulas. So I need to learn how to uh, elevate the shoulder, depress the shoulder, retract the shoulder, protract the shoulder. Um, You know, I need to do things like active passive hangs, learning how to engage the muscles that we need to do a pulling movement. So I need to know how to articulate my shoulder complex. That's really important. Then from there, I need to work on movements that help me build my pull-up. So things like ring rows, top of pull-up holds, pull-up negatives, feet-assisted pull-ups. There are progressions that we need to go through to build the pull-up. Then eventually we get a pull-up. You know, that journey to get a pull-up could take us 6, 8, 12 months depending on how much we train. It depends on the state of our shoulders. If I have a shoulder injury, uh, I potentially at the start, I need to do more mobility and rehab work to get the shoulder ready to do the pulling movement. And if I don't do that, well, then I'm probably going to get injured or I'm not even going to get a single pull up. So getting results is the same as building a pull-up. There are steps that we need to take. And how long it takes depends on what's actually going on in the body. If I've had an injury, if I have a medical condition, if my thyroid's screwed, if I have really high stress, if I have, uh, you know, screwed gut health, all of these things matter And they play a part in how long it's going to take us to get from A to B. So how am I approaching my training to help me get from A to B? Well, the key thing is that we need to build our foundation. We need to earn the right to train hard again. Now, if you know me and you know my work, I would never say we need to earn the right when it comes to food. But you'll know that I believe when it comes to training and when it comes to movement, we need to earn the right to train hard, to train complex movements. And building that foundation, earning that right takes a long time. It takes a long time. (laughs) Uh, And the example I'm going to give you is uh, my, I'm going to give you a few examples. So when I had my back injury nine years ago, I was so weak and broken, I couldn't even pick a 20 kilo bar off the floor. Now, it took me about 12 months to get a strong, healthy spine. So our only focus, my only goal was to move from being in pain and feeling really weak uh, to having 
a healthy, strong spine and being pain-free. So having no back pain. So for 12 months, we just focused on getting a healthy, strong spine. And what that meant is I had to go back right down to the bottom and I had to learn how to move again, how to engage, uh, you know, how to uh, get a stronger midline, to activate, you know, my hamstrings, my adductors, how to move my pelvis. Everything was slow and controlled. Uh, I had to build my foundation again. And then, of course, during those 12 months, the work progressed. You know, I remember I still had the first three exercises that my coach gave me the first time that I saw him when I had my back injury. And they were three simple exercises I had to do every day until I saw him a week later. And then he gave me more exercises and we built on this. So over the 12 months, I was seeing results and I was feeling stronger. And I, you know, I, I was getting from A to B, but my focus wasn't on my weight or the amount that I could lift. It was from not feeling weak and, you know, from feeling weak to not, or from being in pain to, to not being in pain. That was our focus just to have a healthy, strong spine. And we didn't have a plan. You know, we didn't have a plan of how long it's going to take. Uh, we had a plan of like what I was doing, but we didn't say, okay, in three months, you're going to be here. Uh, It takes as long as it takes. That's what my coach said to me. But I did the work, okay? So I showed up every day. I did the work. You know, I trained for uh, or did my rehabilitation program for, you know, an hour, an hour and a half every day. And then we built on that. And then it took years after that to build a strong, resilient, capable body, And I trained a lot, like three or four hours a day, uh, you know, five, six days a week. And I went from being this weak, broken girl, not even being able to lift 20 kilos to this strong, powerful, graceful athlete who could clean and jerk 80 kilos. Now, that journey from A to B took years, took about three years. Now, I saw results along the way. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, we could measure that by, you know, I was getting stronger, you know, the amount of reps I could do or the weight on the bar. I was feeling more capable in my body. I was learning more complex movements. Uh, But I was never just focused on the weight um, or the outcome or the result. And I think, you know, if you keep asking how long it's going to take, Uh, that's the problem there (laughs) because we will get there. You know, if we have a great plan and a good coach, uh, you know, we will get from A to B, but how long it's going to take? Well, we can't really answer that. You know, we can give examples of, you know, the the women that come into warrior school, uh, maybe they have, you know, a shoulder injury and some back pain, Uh, They haven't trained for six months or more. And so we, you know, in the first few months of our work, we just start to build this training practice back. We start to get them to do things like range of motion and mobility, stability work, body weight, strength training. Uh, 
And then, you know, after a few months, we start layering on uh, a little bit more complexity or a little bit more intensity or a little bit more volume. But we're always looking at how is the body tolerating it? What are my markers doing? Am I still progressing in this or am I at a plateau? Uh, and, you know, so say some of the women that have been in there that have had no upper body strength, couldn't do a push up, couldn't do a pull up. Uh, and we worked on their range of motion, their stability, and we started to build their strength. Some of them, it took, you know, six, 12 months to get their first push up and pull up. Others, it took a little longer because, uh, they had uh, an injury or, you know, it took us a little longer to actually get the rhythm of a training practice. Uh, and it could take them, you know, 18 months or more to get their pull up or their push up. I think context is really important. You know, the more that we train, uh, the more that we dedicate to the practice, the time, you know, A to B is probably going to be a little quicker as long as the body is healthy. Now we can do any type of training and we can train as hard as we want, as long as we're recovering, as long as we're ticking off our markers, uh, as long as we have a good program that's actually helping us to progress. Uh, it's just that, you know, the markers are the key to tell us if the training is working for us. So how do we even approach our training to get the results that we want? Well, if we want to get stronger, we need to make sure that the body's healthy, that we have range of motion, flexibility, mobility, and stability within our joints. Uh, and then we need to work on progression. So we need to take the steps to get uh, where we want to go with our training, whether that's to increase our squat, to do a push-up or to do a pull-up. And that can take, you know, anywhere from six to 18 months to actually start to develop some really good body weight strength. Then we look at fat loss, you know, how long is it going to take for me to, well, how do I approach my training if I want to lose uh, fat and how long is it going to take me? So we know that uh, at rest, the muscles, our muscle mass prefers to burn fat as fuel. So more muscle mass we have on us, the more fat we're going to burn at rest. So we really want to work on increasing our lean muscle mass. And the way that we do that is through strength training. Uh, and we start with body weight strength training and gymnastic strength training. I believe we need to learn how to use our own bodies first before we start loading up all this weight. So we start with bodyweight strength training, gymnastic strength training, and then we slowly layer in weight training to build lean muscle mass. That will support our metabolism and it will also help us lose fat mass. Now, how long does that take? Well, that depends. It depends on the state of my system. It depends on my metabolic markers. It depends on how often I can train, how hard I can train in the session, uh, and these are key things that we need to look at. So, you know, if my markers are really good, 
Uh, I could train three or four times a week, you know, for maybe an hour, an hour and 15 minutes, uh, those three or four times. And I can see some pretty good progress, you know, in the, in say three, six, 12 months. Um, again, I don't have an exact time frame for you. And I think we get so focused on getting there uh, to the end that we forget that we actually have all these little wins along the way. Uh, you know, I work with quite a few women who we've been together for years now and they forget that they had shoulder pain, elbow pain, back pain, you know, couldn't do a single push-up or pull-up. And now they're at this place of they can do five strict pull-ups, they can do, you know, 10 unbroken push-ups, they don't have back pain, elbow pain or shoulder pain. Uh, but they forget that because they're just still so focused on getting that change in their body composition of losing that fat mass that they forget to celebrate all of those really cool wins. So that's really important. You know, we're so focused on getting to be that we we don't celebrate uh, and we don't remember how far we've come. That's why I think the tracking is really important, you know, tracking our trading Um how did it feel? What did we notice when we were at A? And then tracking it along the way for all those small wins. So that is step four. And then step five is cycle awareness work. Now, not as important here, uh, but still important to, to look at, but we're not going to talk about it today. So we need to go through these four steps. Uh, you know, we need to be getting clear on where we are now and where we want to go. And that will help us create this plan using step two, three, and four. So step two then is getting really clear on the state of my system. Is my body healthy or do I have a lot of red flags? And if I have a lot of red flags, we need to spend some time there uh, looking at how we can strengthen or restore the metabolism uh, before we were alongside, you know, changing our training approach. Uh, but before we really go hard with the training, we need to make sure that we have a higher stress tolerance. You know, before we really want to lose that fat mass, we really need to make sure we have a higher stress tolerance. And then number three is how do we approach our food? So we're coming back to the me metabolic foods, the frequency, the balance, the eating enough. Uh, and then the fourth step is how do we approach our training? So we need to stop doing that high intensity training, uh, the long, slow endurance training. Maybe we need to train less for a little while, come back to body weight strength training, gymnastic strength training, training that's supporting where we are now, supporting our physiology, the state of us right now. We need to rebuild our training foundation. So we need to earn the right, you know, to lift heavy and train hard again. So we need to come back to range of motion, mobility, flexibility, stability work, and then build in body weight strength training. And then how long, how long is it going to take? <laughs> Well, I actually don't have an answer for you. <laughs> I made you listen all the way to the end. Look, I can give you a ballpark. I can give you an average. Uh, but the biggest thing I want to say here is if that you keep asking how long it's going to take, you're missing the whole point of this stuff. 
uh, you're missing, yeah, you're missing the point. You have to let go of the number of the weight. You have to let go of like getting there and really enjoy the process, uh, enjoy the journey. And for sure, I'm all for goals. Yeah, I'm all for goals and getting results. Uh, and I think that helps us. It helps with our motivation. You know, sometimes we need to take action. We need to get some results to help us get motivation. Uh, but, you know, this, it's so individual, uh, getting from A to B. I can't say it takes, yep, it's going to take you three months. So, yep, it's going to take you six months. I can say from working with hundreds of women over the last 13 years that to heal the body, to start to, to get a strong metabolism and heal the system, depending on the state uh, and what's going on, it can take, you know, a good 6, 12, 18, even some women, it can take, uh, you know, a couple of years to actually heal their system and get a strong metabolism. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't train as we heal. Like I said, I believe that we can have a training practice while we're healing and just keep looking at our markers to see if the food and the training is working for us. Uh, but the healing journey can take, you know, anywhere between six to two years to heal. Then the training to get really strong and to build a really strong, capable, resilient body takes a good few years to do that, um, to build this foundation. Uh, you know, I've been in a very solid training practice now for about eight or nine years since I first met my coach. And I was so lucky. I've had amazing coaches that have taught me how to build a proper foundation, how to build a proper, strong, resilient, capable body. Uh, and it took about three or four years to build that foundation. And now I can do some pretty cool stuff uh, and some complex, you know, some complex movements and skills. And I have, I am quite strong, but you know, that took years of a dedicated practice, a practice that, you know, I did for two, three hours a day, five or six days a week. Now I practice and train most days, but, you know, it looks different. Some days I do hand balancing. Other days I do hard upper body strength days. Some days I do, you know, mobility and flexibility. And I think that's where we really need to reframe, you know, this whole training thing. Uh, and it is a practice. And if we want to get from A to B intelligently, sustainably, and we do want to see those results, we need to create a training practice. And in that practice, it has the mobility and the flexibility. It has the stability work. Uh, and we then layer on. And yeah, so... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry, but I'm kind of sorry that I don't have, you know, exact number for you <laughs> of how long it's going to take. But the biggest, the key takeaway here, you know, is just asking yourself, you know, why do I keep asking this question? Why do I keep asking how long is it going to take? 
why is it, you know, not okay to just enjoy, enjoy those steps, enjoy healing the system, learning about your body, enjoy looking at your markers, enjoy building your training, enjoy building that strong, capable, resilient body uh, and stop focusing on, you know, that weight uh, or getting there. Okay, warrior woman, that's all I'm going to talk about today. If you do have questions about your roadmap, uh, reach out, you know, DM me on Instagram. If you listen to this episode and something resonates with you, share it, uh, tag me in it. I'd love, you know, you to share yeah, what, what you took away from the episode. Also share it with another warrior woman if you think that she's really struggling with, you know, her A to B journey. Um, I'd love for you to share it with her. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And yeah, the next solo episode I'm going to do is on healthy weight loss and what that actually looks like when we want to change our body composition. Warrior Woman, you can listen to these episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please give it love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another Warrior Woman. Also, tag me in it on Instagram with your biggest takeaway.